one differential pick for the week. I'm going to go with... Hello and welcome back to George FPL. My name is Dan. I'm one half of George FPL, and I'm joined again by Stephen, the other half of George FPL. Stephen, how are you? I'm in a good mood today. It's Cheltenham tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, so the football is going to go to one side for four days at least. Even Thursday's fixtures around the tuna got an absolute belting game against Everton coming up. I'll be watching that, of course. Hopefully, we'll get a win. Everton looking shocking at the minute, but. The GGs is definitely taking over for this week. Uh, you are a big horse racing fan. Any tips for the listeners early on in the podcast? Die Sort, Dynamo in the first tomorrow. Right, so I'll keep that noted. But this is not a horse racing podcast. This is an FPL podcast. Yes, we are mid-game week and there's a game playing at the minute between Man City and Crystal Palace, which is currently nil-nil. Have you got any players from this one, Stephen? Are you watching this one closely? I've got it on mute at the moment, but I am watching it in the background. Uh, it's on 84 minutes currently, and I've got Foden and Chancello, who looks like he's on for three bonus. Fingers crossed with him jinx things. Oh, no, tell me, mate. I'd be absolutely wounded. And uh, yeah, I haven't watched the full game, but I know you have that. Bernardo Silva's Mr. Cutlass sit there, so that just goes well for my... <laughs> that doesn't bode well for my uh, already poor game week but we'll get into that double game week 29 we're still in the midst of it um, still a lot of fixtures but probably not a lot of fixtures to play on Thursday but fixtures that include quite, quite decent FPL assets going forward um, how are you doing this game week let's just start there nice and easy how are you doing well I've got a game week rank of 4 million at the moment so not doing so well but things can definitely change uh, looking at the current game as well I've got 56 points come the end of it so I've took a bit of a drop this week dropped to 176k um, but it's it's one of them weeks where I expected it off the back of a free hit I wasn't expecting anything major Yeah just something nicer to take you over ready for all these blanks and doubles coming up um, I'm probably in a similar boat to you as well I'm 42 before tonight's fixtures um, obviously not a minus 4 either and my game week rank is 5 million so I'm just continuing my stinking run of form it's, I swear I doubt it's, it's since I mentioned I was still sitting around the top 30k for like 7 weeks in a row and me since then which I think was only about 4 weeks ago my rank has quadrupled <laughs> so my overall rank is currently 120k of course not taking into account tonight's game and obviously the games going forward. Um, returnees are the obvious ones. Salah captain, although I think we need to be a little bit worried about that one coming up because it looks like he might be have a little injury. Mm. But I suppose everyone's in the same boat, so it's not to worry about. Um, so obviously, returnees is also Alexander-Arnold and I brought Harry Kane in this week for Veghorst and he bagged and obviously Brighton next game was the one I was mainly targeting so to get that six points already is just a bit of a bonus really yeah it looks good with Kane you said you were going to bring him in he was a good decision and he could definitely haul against Brighton um, my returnees are Ramsdale with a nine pointer Salah with 18 points and Region with a fluky little assist for that own goal against Manu on the weekend oh I forgot me Rudiger five pointer as well although not deserved because the tune should have definitely got a penalty. But we'll get into that. Um, any benching nightmares, mate? I mean, I can tell you now that I've had one because Jacob Ramsey is sitting there. 
I mean, that's a bench. It's a bench and nightmare because he's got ten points. But he's never close. Ramsey. That's it. Ramsey. I even put him. I knew Bone wasn't playing, so I actually had him second sub behind Dinier. Dinier is going to come on for me because Livermento hasn't played, which makes that slightly more sickening. But listen, it is what it is. This is the game we love, and here we are. Yeah. Well, I had Broyer, Tarkovsky, and Bowen on the bench. I was ruined not playing Tarkovsky at about. 60 minutes in the, the game against Brentford, but it changed quite quickly when Tony pulled his socks up and he seems to be turning up quite regularly at the moment. He does, aye, he does. I was, he was, well, I think he was second highest owned behind Luke Shaw at the start of the season, aye, which, crazy. honestly, you think you know everything at the start of the season and things like that and just look how that's turned out really, you know what I mean? It's, it'll be crazy. I think at the end of the season we might have a little look back at our teams at, at the start of the season and just look how well, either done, really. Um, but, of course, there's plenty of fixtures to go. I've still got one, two, three, four, five players left to play. And, obviously, Man City players are playing at the moment, so I haven't banked their points technically yet. So, you could see that were seven fixtures left to go, including the captain. Um, you still got many left to go on Thursday night, Stephen? Not including the ones playing now. I've got six to go. Um, so obviously, Salah's the, the worry at the moment, but... He has just posted a pitch on Twitter smiling, so if that's anything to go by, he might be okay. <laughs> oh yeah, mate, he may just had a fucking nice cup of tea or something like that, and now you're <laughs> telling us telling everyone that he's gonna be playing. Um yeah, but I think we need to make most of these fixtures coming up because the next game week is looking very, very, very bleak. And dirty, yes. Not many players in my team playing next week, which is a bit worrying. So we'll just sort of round out this blank game week 30 there is only four fixtures which i can't remember there being this few in a season before i mean i'm sure there has been but off, off from memory so the at least the games are spaced out mate so we'll be able to watch all of them um so on friday maybe it's a friday deadline this week half six where it's wolves versus leeds and then you've got villa arsenal leicester brentford and spurs west ham are the only games this game week now People will have known about this quite far in advance. Um, there have been lots of fixture tickers and lots of people predicting what's going to happen based on the FA Cup results. And the FA Cup results haven't really been too much of a upset. I would say probably Spurs playing in West Ham playing each other wasn't going to be expected. But other than that, the big teams are through. So people should have been planning towards this game week. But it probably feels like nobody really has, to be honest with you. I mean... How many is an acceptable amount to have this week based on the teams that are playing as well? I would say eight is a decent amount. If you can if you can get more than eight, then you're doing well. I know a lot of people will be going at this one with only about five or six and not you still not using the free hit because it is a difficult game week to target points, I would say. It's gonna it's gonna result in the players that are doing well or the ones that pick the right captaincy choice. Yeah, it's definitely going to come do that. And I think for this week as well, people need not worry. If they're not going to play a free hit, I don't think people need to worry about other players that they've got in going to be the best players that game week because I think just having players playing is going to put you ahead of quite a lot of people. I mean, I know I'm currently sitting with five players and I'll probably get that up to seven, but that'll take a minus four as well. But just it's going to be a hard game week, mate. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a slog, but we're just going to... I'm thinking I'm just going to have to grit and bear it. My ranks decreased so rapidly these last few weeks that I can probably handle another week now. That's it. This is one of the, the game weeks where you'd, you'd just be happy to get the average. You don't say that many oh, times a season, but 
definitely be happy to stick with the average this week and then, like you say, plan a bit more thoroughly towards the game weeks afterwards when there's more doubles to come round. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I know captaincy is important every week, but captaincy is going to be extremely important this week because it could be, it could be, your captaincy could quite easily be someone else's whole total. Yeah. Based on based on how many players people have playing, so it's going to be a difficult one. Um, Stephen, you sent me a website the other day about captaincy tools. Do you want to explain that to the listeners? Yeah, so it's just a website where you can put in your uh, FPL user ID, and it'll give you the total captain points, the, your captain points per game week, um, the percentage of captaincies that were successful, and what we mean by successful is where they get at least eight points or more on a normal captaincy. Um, and it also shows you your best and worst captain picks. So it is very useful for basically finding out how well you're doing at picking the right player each week um, as your captain. And I found out that I'm not doing too bad so far this season. Um, overall, I've got 590 total captain points, which is 20.3 per game week, which isn't bad. 69% of those were successful picks. Um, so that's 20 out of the 29 game weeks so far. And then the best captaincy pick for me was Salah with the triple captain as 84 points. And then the worst was twice was Ronaldo on two points. Oh. Yeah, I think we'll put the website down down the link underneath the podcast as well so people can have Aye. a little look at it. But uh, mine was 510 points, so you've got 80 captaincy points more than me. But I'm sitting there above you in the overall points total, so it makes you wonder how important actually it is a captaincy. Do you know what I mean? It does, like. But uh, yeah, but I'm my six. I've had 66% successful captaincy picks. Of course, my most popular one was the Salah triple captain. But I've been reminded again by my game week 23 captain, which was Emmanuel Dennis with a minus <laughs> two. So that'll be forgotten about. But we'll move back on now to our normal game week. Yeah. Now chips are going to be talking about once again. Um, free hit, Stephen. Now, I know me and you are both in the boat where we won't be playing it. If you had two left, would this be an attractive option? I still wouldn't go for it. We'll look at game week 27 where a lot of players were using the free hit. It was more of a defensive free hit because it was pretty much all single game week uh, matches, wasn't it? Um, And a lot of the teams that we've seen on a free hit only got between 50 and 70 points. I think for game week 27, I came in at 54 points anyways, so it didn't look like you could actually maximise the amount of points that you could get that game week, which is what you always aim to do with a free hit. Um, whereas in game week 28, where there was a lot more doubles and the teams that were playing were ones where you could pick out quite a few differentials from, I ended up getting 118 points with a free hit that one, so I think I would have had only about 60 points without the free hit that week, so pretty much doubled the amount that I got. But you've got to say, though, that free hit from you was astronomical. Like, yeah, that's not... Don't be listen, listening to this and thinking, oh, if I don't get at least 60 points extra to me normal team on a free <laughs> hit, then it wasn't successful because that was just, just an just one off from you the other week. Oh, yeah, I Definitely. I but think... obviously, if you are free hitting this week, it's very defensive, I would say. I like to use my free hits to attack the game week, but this is a defensive option. Hmm. And there's just, I think you're better off taking the odd hit here and there this game week. If you're going to look at the longevity of the picks as well, just a free hit just doesn't feel attractive this week. And we will talk about it, um, but yeah. it's it's a no from me. 
But what are the, about those players? I mean, we've got five, you've got seven. So we're probably going to be looking at seven or eight games players in this game week. How many players would you have to make the free hit actually an option? Because there'll be some people there now with two or three players. And it's hard, uh, it's hard to tell those people not to free hit this week. It is hard to argue if you've only got three players. Even if you take a minus four, you're only going to get to five. So it is hard, <laughs> it is hard to argue with those ones where they do want to use the free hit this week. And maybe that's their strategy anyways, um, that they've, des- they've designed to use it that week. It's mad to say that, to be fair, because in previous uh, seasons on FPL, I've always used it on a, on a blank game week. But I, I don't think I've actually... I had a good strategy around using the chips in previous years, where this year I've, I've tried to actually think about it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. This, Despite all the COVID bullshit going on, it, trying to be strategic this year has been extra difficult. But we're trying, mate. We're trying. Um, but a little bit of hits chat. Well, not hits chat. We'll just talk about it in general. So people will be wondering, what's an okay amount of hits to take? Who do I target? Which players? Which teams? So we're going to give a little bit of insight into those who are playing in 30, because obviously you're not going to be bringing players in this week who aren't playing in 30, and which are attractive options, not just for the now, but for the future as well. The first one we've been looking at is Wolves. They've got Leeds at home in 30, uh, followed by Villa at home and then Newcastle away afterwards. They're looking quite strong at the moment. They did go through a little blip against Crystal Palace, um, but they resumed uh, in the last couple of games. Good good win against Watford, and then they also beat Everton 1-0 on Sunday. So, yeah, their options are coming back to the fore. Defensively, who are we looking at from them, Dan? Well, you want that goal-scoring defender, Connor Cody, don't you? He's got three goals this season. He hadn't, he hadn't he had scored a goal before this season, had he? I think prim. he scored for England before he scored for Wolves in the Prem. <laughs> I'm not Crazy. even joking either. Crazy man. Um, but it, but that back three, especially the back three, we've talked about how obviously it's more beneficial to you in the long run to have the wing backs or the full backs as your defensive options. But they seem to be a bit hokey cokey, and it does in that mid that back three and size Kilman and Cody are just playing week in week out. They look good defensively on the majority of weeks. So I think. If you want to scrimp and save a little bit, go for Kilman, Cody, size. I don't think it really matters, but I'd, I think it's a good idea to get one of those players in this week. I think you would probably take a hit to get one of those players in this week, if that suits your team, of course. Um, but I wouldn't put people off any Wolves players. I think I think if you're looking at form, that Wolves have probably got the best fixture in game week 30. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just a little bit on Kilman. Um, he did come out with the team for Bowley against Watford, but he came back into the team against Everton. He looked really good still, so just something to bear in mind. But attacking-wise, Jimenez has been batting the team for the last couple of games, and would you believe it, they've got back-to-back wins with him in the team, so surely he's going to be in their in their, like in their line-up for the foreseeable. You think so? I mean, he got dropped for, was it two games in the row, and I think everyone mm. was a little bit panicky because people had got him in for the doubles and whatnot coming up. Um, and also, I think, did Huang Hui Chan, or however we say his name, go off with a little knock during the week as well? So I think that puts him a little bit further down the pecking order. But mm. yeah, Wolves players, not just for the now, for the longevity, though they are joined by Arsenal and having good fixtures going forward for quite a number of weeks. So yeah, Wolves, go for it. Pedence on a free hit? You know what it is? It's not even a bad shout. Pedro Neto is coming to the fall. 
Yeah. Could be any of those boys, but you just know whichever one you pick, it's going to be the opposite. <laughs> that's the that's the thing with Wolves, isn't it, with the wingers? That's the beauty of it. Um, another team, Stephen, Leicester. Now, I know what people are saying. Leicester are in a bad run of form. They're sitting there 12th in the league. They kind of buy a clean sheet or anything like that. But we've got Brentford in 30, which is another nice fixture, despite Brentford just picking up three points on the weekend. And they're followed by Man United, Crystal Palace and Newcastle. So still not the worst. They're not looking good at the moment. But they've got games to catch up on and we're expecting doubles soon. This could be an opportunity for people to get Leicester assets in early. We've discussed in a previous part very briefly about Jamie Vardy. He's away injured again. We've jinxed that one as well, haven't we? We were terrible on this one. I'm just sure the FPL gods listen to this podcast, to be honest <laughs> with you. But, um, I mean, you were talking about these doubles and whatnot, but still, the advice is to stay away defensively, isn't it? It always is with Leicester this season. Stay away from them defensively because they've got, what, two clean sheets all season? Yeah, they're not great at the back, but offensively, uh, the amount of injuries that they've got in the team is bringing Madison and Barnes as the most nailed players in there now, surely. So I can see people loading up on Leicester players and I wouldn't go against the double up with them too. They look like the, the two oh. strongest players in the side. They do, yeah, because I mean, Ian Acho and that guy, you can imagine them doing a bit of hokey-cokey in the next few weeks. So it looks like Barnes, Madison, T. Elements is going to probably sit there, but he's been out of the team as well. It's been, I'm not sure what Rodgers is doing at the moment. To be fair, I'm not sure what Leicester are up to at the minute because you just can't predict any performance, any result, anything going forward. But you know what they're capable of, which is what makes them FPL options. Yeah, I think it could be Rodgers last year at Leicester. I think he's took them as far as he can go now. Yeah, that's a bit it's a bit worrying not just for Leicester but for Rogers as well because he's probably he was probably eyeing up that Man United job at some point mm. and it just looks like it's just fell away from him. There's literally more chance of Eddie Howe getting it now and I might even take the piss over. Since we've been talking about hits, on a hit, who would you have in from Leicester? Probably as you mentioned the main two there, Madison and Bonds. I think it's hard to look past them. Obviously the lost Yesterday at Arsenal as well, so he might play some more hokey-cokey with him there. You never know, Iose Perez might become an option, mate. They were the days. Under Arsenal. Under Arsenal, yes. Nice fixtures made Villa. And then that is followed by Crystal Palace, Brighton and Southampton. Now, Arsenal used to be a horrible team to think about, and now they're a very, very, very attractive team to run about. They're in a rich reign of form and they've got, to be honest mate, if you look at their fixture ticket for the rest of the season, it's just a sea of greens and a couple of greys. So if you're going to get them in now, they're probably going to be season keepers, so you might want to think wisely about it. Yes. Defensive options, is your man Ramsdale just the easiest one to go to? He is, but no one's going to want to transfer in a goalkeeper, as we mentioned a lot of times throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So if you if you can get him in through a wild card, then yes, go to Ramsdale. But otherwise... You can't look past White at the moment. He's very cheap, 4.5 million. He's picking up bonus points here and there. I think he's a very good option still. Yeah, and it it seems to have cooled off a lot around Tierney as well. He's not been putting the attacking returns on the no. table, which would expected him in the previous doubles. I can't remember which week it was. I think it might be 26 when he was very highly owned. He was a very popular pick amongst the community as well. Yeah. But he's just not returned those expectations. So... I mean, he's, he's due. I know, I always say that, he's due. So he's got to do something at some point, but 
I just with that extra money, I don't think it's probably worth it. Not that people are probably skint on FP at the moment. I'd imagine most people have got a few quid saved up somewhere. Um, but I think it's as you say, it's easy just to go with Ben White and not worry about it. Attacking wise, though, there's just plenty of flair. There's plenty there of is. fun up the top. You could go with any of those front three now. I think Martinelli, Saka, and Lacazette are looking pretty much nailed at the moment. We yeah. kind of take them out. They're playing very well. They can't. And Odegaard, I know you don't always look at, think of him as an attractive option in FPL, but he's some player for them at the moment. And he's playing higher up the pitch with Smith Rowe not in the team. So I think Odegaard at a cut price is definitely an option as well. I tell you what, though, if one of those boys that we've just mentioned with um, us in that, though, like as I took the penalty as well, I'm thinking in my head that Jack has on the penalties. <laughs> He's back in the team, like. Eh? And I know, yeah. He's looking good, Jack, as well. It does, unbelievably high. He's definitely made a bounce back from that incident a few years ago. Where he was was he shush was he shushing his own fans or something like uh, that? Ah, he got his captaincy took off him, didn't he? That's right. I, hey, they love playing about with the captaincy up there, mind. They do, they're mad. But, <laughs> but they're playing very well at the minute and they look like they've got that fourth spot nailed in. Um, the, the starting 11, I think they've played back-to-back games for a while now, so I can see them continuing that rich vein of form. Yeah, and I think Saka will be probably a lot more popular in the community and just on FPL in general because he's been a season keeper, whereas Martinelli obviously didn't start the season. It was Smith Rowe. Mm-hmm. Martinelli is a very good differential option, I think, now. So if you are looking to get an Arsenal player in, I definitely, definitely wouldn't put you, put you off him because, I mean, he could easily post a couple of double-digit hauls towards now and the end of the season. Yeah, you even had him in the end of last season, didn't you? We mentioned him a few times. I think I might. Oh, was he about four? Was he only about 4.5 million? He was really cheap, I, I remember. Because it was him and Smith Rowe, wasn't it? Similar similar cheap price last season. Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right, actually, I. Um, but would you take a hit for their players, Stephen? Well, I already have. I took a hit to get Saka in. Not looking great at the minute. But moving on to, the, obviously, the next game week, uh, yeah, I would still I would still take a minus four for either Saka, Martinelli or Odegaard. Probably not for Lacazette because, yes, he's been getting a lot of assists, but I don't think he's going to get you the goals return that you want for a striker. No, you're probably right. He's at funny price as well, 8.5 or something like that. Aye. Makes him hard, hard to get to and hard to come away from. Um, And I know we are too in this podcast saying, oh, would you take a hit for their players? But in reality, those who are listening would have known about this blank game week and probably should have been planning towards it anyways. This is sort of just a last-minute head. If your head's gone, you forgot about the blank game week or you didn't prepare for it and you're just looking for a little bit of advice, that's just why we're trying to point you to. Yeah. Spurs, they've got West Ham in 30, uh, followed by Newcastle, Villa, and then Brighton. So, decent run of games, you would say. Obviously, they're the, the definition of inconsistency at the moment. They win one game, they lose the next one. They win the next game, well, lose the next one. At least that means they're due to be Brighton, but then that could mean that they're going to lose against West Ham if they follow, keep mm. following that. Yeah, like we mentioned on the last pod, it seems like they need a good rest between games. They don't seem to perform when they've got two games in a short space of time. Um, yeah. Which is strange because Conte normally, even in previous management, he normally sets his team right, regardless of the distance between the games. Um, but to be fair, he's never actually won the Champions League yet, has he? So that might be no. a little bit of an explanation as to why. But yeah, Spurs look good for the upcoming game weeks. 
I've got two of the defenders at the moment, which doesn't look good, but that could change with Brighton. Um, I've got Doherty and Reggion. Um, I still. But you never thought you would have said that a few weeks ago, mate. No, I didn't even think Reggion was still going to be in my team. I definitely thought I was going to get him out at that point, but I returned with an assist on the weekend, so I'll be keeping them. I'll be keeping them both for the next one. Um, I would still look at them if you're going to bring anyone in at the moment. It would be Doherty or Reggion, unless things change with Sessegnon coming back or Emerson. But I can't see Emerson getting back in the team anytime soon. No, and attacking wise, I think to be honest, mate, there might be some people who are. Jumping off Salah early if they're thinking, well, I'm not, he's not playing blank game week, and they'll be waiting to see if there's a, if there's any more news comes out. Obviously, then you've got the international break, which probably should make people keep a hold of him a little bit longer because there might be some news there. But there's definitely money to burn there if you are trying to get off him early. Youngman's son, if you want to move some money around to get Harry Kane, I think they're they're looking good going forward. It's obviously just defensively they're a bit shite sometimes. Mm. Obviously, a three-two loss proves that really I think Kane's coming back into his form I think he likes playing towards the end of the season he always does well in the latter months of the year mm. so yeah I think Harry Kane Harry Kane's the best option in there I think if you haven't got him you can't begrudge not having him because he's a hard player to get to at the moment because not many people have that money up front yeah. but I think if you don't have him then you should be a little bit concerned about it and yeah. if that concern is too much then just bang him in if you can Speaking first hand I was concerned for Game week 29. I am still concerned for game week 29 not owning Kane. So I've given grief all, all season, but like you said, he's coming into a very good spot of form at the moment and he just looks back to his normal self. Probably putting himself in the shop window for the summer because he'll only have one year left on his contract at that point. Um, but yeah, he, he is definitely the main one that you'd want in your team attacking wise from Spurs at the moment. And if I could find a way to manoeuvre him in, I definitely would. Yeah, and he, as I say, it is going to be hard for people to get in, but if you can make that jump or you can make that sacrifice somewhere else, I think it's worth taking the minus four as well if you can get Harry Kane in because he is looking very, very good. Let's have a little discussion on how our teams are looking at the moment for game week 30. Oh, well, well, I've currently got five, but that includes Bourne and Dinier. Obviously, we haven't really had any up-to-date news on Bourne. I know there's talk that he could be back but obviously there's nothing concrete um, and Dini obviously came off at 10 minutes against West Ham so my team isn't a pretty sight at the moment I mean I've, I'm, I've already set my mind and strategically planned in my head when I'm going to play my chips but then I'm not sure I have all this talk now that I've been cause I've been so set in, set in my head as I say I don't know if it's been a bit of a detriment to my rank. I mean, mm. looking at game week 28, obviously when you done unbelievably in that week, probably would have been a good week for my free hit. But because I've set it in my head so much that I'm going to use my free hits on these certain weeks, I think it might have just thrown us a little bit. But I'm going to have to ride through with it now. I mean, surely the worst is already gone now. As I say, I've dropped from about 30k to 120k in in the space of a month, I think. So... Yeah, I'm not adverse to another minus four this week. I do want to get at least seven players out, but obviously with Dini and Bowen being potentially out, I still might even just have five, even with a minus four. I'm not free of hitting, but I think the main question for me is, could Harvey Barnes be making his return to my team? After all the grief you gave him. Well, mate, you said you would love Harry Kane as well, and look where we are, mate. This is fantasy football, but 
we go back on every decision we've ever made. That's how it works. We do. And just one thing to mention what you said last week. You said you'd hope James would break a leg. Look what happened to him now. He hasn't broke a leg, but he's he's out for the count for a couple of weeks. Well, so cheers for that one. Beautiful. Yeah, no, honestly, mate, any time. <laughs> any time you need a player jinxed, just please come to me and I'll do it. How are you looking for this week coming forward, Stephen? Is it as scary for you as it is for me? Well, I've got seven players at present, Bowen being one of them, so waiting on news for him. Uh, we'll find out more because they've got a Europa League game this week. So yeah. the, I would imagine he's going to play in that if they're rushing him back because they need to win that game. Um, separate of that, I've got Ramsdale, Region, Doherty, Saka, Jimenez, and Watkins. So, not the greatest starting lineup, but like you not said, not the greatest game week though, mate. Yeah, that's the thing, and I'm not adverse to taking a minus four either. Um, I'm looking at Bonds and Madison, so they're on the radar. If I did take another hit, probably be looking at a Leicester striker, but I'm just unsure who would get the start between Ianacho and Daka. Ianacho had a very poor game on the weekend. Daka was on the bench, so that could easily swap over, I think, for this game week. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be so hard with that one. And Ian Nacho's looked shite all season. He's, he's not... I mean, it would have been about this point last season where he was just form, on wasn't he? absolute flames, mate. Aye, he was. Everybody had him in. I think that's another one of those players where I never bothered getting him in, I don't think. But <laughs> Stubborn. He was, on, he was on absolute flames and he just doesn't need... Well, Leicester don't look like they're going to reignite any of the form... Therefore, he doesn't look like he's going to be any good either. So I'll be staying away from the striking options, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, Bonds, Bonds and Madison, I wouldn't put you off that. I think I could well be going that way anyways. Talking about maybe he's making two transfers this week. I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research going into what the fixtures are like going forward. Obviously, my free hit in 33 is the plan. And then wildcard, 34th between 34 and 35 so really mm. I'm only looking ahead to 30 31 and 32 so I'll just ha- I'll just have to see because there could be some more doubles announced which just yeah. sends everything away but we're never going we're not going to hear about any of those doubles in 31 or 32 before the deadline for 30 so nothing to worry about going forward I think it's going to be the Southampton boys that are going to give way for me um, Broya and Ward Prowse they've done fuck all since they've came in <laughs> so I may as well chuck them they haven't got the best prettiest of fixtures coming up we've got Leeds away in, in 31 Chelsea at home 32 and then Arsenal at home 33 so I'm happy see that's it that's, that's where I'm going to have a problem because with Breyer being he's going to play most weeks granted he didn't start this weekend but he's coming at half time at 5.4 million or whatever whatever it is that we've paid for him mm. it's going to feel like it's hard or pointless to get rid of him straight away obviously wildcard season's coming up and it'll be easy to do then but you just be sitting around for me. I'm in no rush to get rid of my five million striker that could well play, albeit against a hard fixture. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get anyone else from him anyways if you're strapped for cash. We know Tony's obviously in a, a good vein of form at the moment as well, but is he going to be a long, long-term long option for you? I'm not too sure. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and we'll move on to our, our very popular segment, the what to do with section, where we ask members of the FPL community to send in any questions or queries they've got around their team, around any assets. Obviously, this week's a little bit different because the what to do with section is usually around players in their team if they're not sure whether to get rid of them. But obviously, with there being such few fixtures this week, everyone's probably just more bothered about who to get in going forward rather mm. than being concerned of who they're getting rid of. Um, but we'll start off with slightly different questions. I mean, 
Tommy Dr10, Tom Ross, and Jody Talks MMA. Matt has asked about wild cards. Slightly different questions. Tom mentions he wants to use his wild card to set himself up for the end of the season running, as well as trying to get these fixture, get players in this fixture and blanking week 30. And Matt asks about any tips for wild carding this week. Now I'm going to presume that both have very very few players playing this week, which is why the wild card seems a good option. Mm. I know that Tom doesn't have any of his chips left, so it's going to be a difficult one for him. Um, say obviously knowing that Tom doesn't have any chips left, and if he's only got two or three players, he probably thinks this is his only week out. It's going to be hard for him to hold onto that wild card for the latter weeks like we're going to because of his situation. What what what's your thoughts on wildcard now to set yourself up for the end of season running? Because personally, I'd be hanging on until I can hear what the doubles are going to be in thirty three and thirty six, because navigating your team and trying to find the best fit is going to be around trying to get as many double game week players in in the next few weeks, which obviously we've got no confirmation yet whatsoever. Yeah, there's two main factors why I wouldn't consider a wildcard for this game week. The first one being that you'd end up loading up on players uh, from teams which aren't going to be for the long term. I think the only ones in there that have got decent long-term fixtures, as we've already mentioned, are Arsenal, Spurs and Leicester. Leicester, albeit not in a great form at the moment, but they'll likely have three more fixtures put in, so they'll get plenty of doubles. Um, They're not the the best teams that you want to load up two to three players on. You'd end up losing some value on Liverpool and City players if you do end up taking them out as well. So it'll be very hard to get back to them. And then the other factor which we need to consider is that it's an international break straight after this game week. So a lot of things can change in them two weeks between game week 30 and game week 31. You might end up with a few injuries within that two week break and you don't want to be using transfers straight off the back of a wild card. You want to try and get the uh, rolling the transfer so then you can attack the other double game weeks later on so them, for them two factors I wouldn't be looking at a wild card for this game week I would just take a well, yeah, that's minus it, four or minus eight if you have to yeah yeah and presuming that say Tom does only have two or three players take a minus four get the five players that you know are going to play if you can get a favourable fixture out of them I would just ride this game week out because I think the advantages of playing the wild card later on in the season much outweigh the negatives of getting a poor score this week. Yeah. I mean, how do you even get, like, 11 players that you want out of these teams anyways to then keep them for the long term? Like, I don't think you can. Uh, and then playing your wild card and then potentially only seeing a team with nine players in would just sicken me and it would just feel a bit pointless. So, yeah, Tom, my advice to you, my friend, would be to not wild card and to ride it out. Matt, my advice would be to you my friend you ask for any tips and my tip is do not press the button <laughs> wait till game week 32 at least because then hopefully there'll be an announcement for for 33 on the doublers so then you can load up at that point yeah definitely and friend and former guest of the podcast i am dan henwood asks for the best free hit 11 for game week 30 now we got this question quite late we haven't prepared for it really so shall we just name Three must-haves each on a free hit. Should we just go with a defender slash goalkeeper, a midfielder and a forward each? Yes, we'll go with that. I'll start off. Um, for a goalkeeper, I would go with... Or a goalkeeper or a defender, 
I would go with Saw from Wolves. Nice. Yeah, I think Saw's a good option as well. Yeah, for a midfielder, I would go with Barnes from Leicester. And then for a forward, I would go for Kane. Well, you've just picked the obvious ones. I see why you tried to get yourself first there as well. So that I have to now think of something else. Yeah, Aye. no, but um, for for defender, I probably went for a Wolves defender. I would have probably went with an outfield player under for no real reason, really. I think. I think actually seeing that though, the fullbacks are looking a bit shot for leads at the moment. I might have. I might even just try and attack that side and maybe just say right, yeah, just. Get Tomato in if that's who's been playing. I can't even think. Whoever's been one of the fullbacks for Wolves, I think, is a Johnny good option playing. this week. Oh, well, that's a bit scary then. Just go Connor Cody then. Just go easy. Yeah. Um, midfielder, yeah, I don't think you can look much further than Barnes or Madison this week. And strikers, I know I'm going to go for Lacazette, mate. Why not? I think he might score a penalty against his former teammate, Mart- Mart- uh, Martinez. Interesting. One differential pick for the week. I'm going to go with Pedence. Well, I'll go the opposite side and I'll go Pedro Neto. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard, it's hard to talk too much about a game week that's only got four fixtures coming up, Stephen, but we've managed to get 35 minutes out of it, so I think we're doing canny. <laughs> I think you can tell by the tone of our voice this week, we're not really looking forward to it. Last week and the <laughs> last game week and the one before that were very interested in what's going on, but this week it's been a bit doom, doom and gloom, hasn't it? Yes, and I do apologise to the listeners if we do sound a little bit dull this week, but um, I think this is just pure panic. And well, it's definitely panic for me because Stephen is getting a lot closer to me in the mini leagues. So um, I don't want to give away too many trade secrets, but it's not looking fun for me at the moment. I can't believe this, mate. I'm just looking at my game week history now. From game week, let's have a little look. In game week 23, I was 32k. And now I'm 120k to make this feel sick, man. Bloody hell. I'm only uh, 25 points behind you now, I think, as well. So it's going to make the last few weeks interesting for the mini-league. It is. It'll make the, hopefully make the podcast a little bit more interesting because there's more riding on it now. Mm. But I just hope that we don't um, we don't shy away from giving away some tips in case we don't let each other on what we're doing. But I'm sure we'll be good at that. We'll be professional about it. We will. I just might not, might not be able to mention any of the players I'm bringing in from Game Week 33 onwards, eh? Ooh. <laughs> we have to do like separate podcasts each and then release them at exactly the same time <laughs> but I cheers for listening everyone uh, give a message or um, just give a reply on Twitter would be nice because we don't get many at the moment it seems like we're the ones looking out to reply to other people Hi, we're not very popular mate do you think it's anything to do with like Newcastle doing good and now no one wants to react interact with her because we're not just a laughing stock anymore that's it I we're going up the table as they're singing at the moment E-I-E-I-O Aye, and um, stinking refereeing from the weekend once again against one of the top four clubs. That'll be yeah. two blatant penalties this season that have not been given. But listen, it is what it is. This is what happens when you just let Lord Newcastle United up the north. Yeah, things may change when we get into the top six, so in a couple of years' time. Easy, easy. Right, we'll leave it there then, Stephen. Nice one. Cheers for listening and best of luck for the upcoming game week. Yes, and may you all have more than five players in your team because I'm not sure I'm going to. <laughs> Catchelia.